was in the Navy, the other in the Army. Both are degenerates. Shane Whitecloud and Boone Cutler, bringing you local and global veteran news and resources from the warfighter's perspective. They've got your six on American Warfighter Radio. Shane Whitecloud with you, and Boone Cutler is actually not here today. Uh, he is giving birth, Craig. Um, unfortunately. To one of the smallest little children That's that you right. can. Yeah, it's, it's a, he's passing a, five a kidney cent, stone right five now. Five centimeter or so. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've done that one time, and I don't ever want to do it again. Uh, that's the most painful experience. They say it's more excruciating than, than, than actually yeah. childbirth. Well, and actually, I was misspoken because a, a five centimeter would be about, what, two and a half inches? So that would be a little <laughs> bit big. <laughs> Just a tad bit. I think you'd have to get that broke up a little bit. All right, so we do have an interesting show, um, and we're going to dive right into it. I will say this uh, first and foremost. Um, uh, Chris uh, Bullethead wants to send his apologies, but he had a coworker that called in sick, so he's not going to be able to give us the news. So we're going to try and fill that time as much as possible. And of course, without Boone being here, I don't have my my other half to feed off of. But what I do have is an amazing person on the other end of the line um, that I've been super excited about uh, ever since I found out he was coming on this show. Uh, and, and man, I, I just I want to get some serious perspective on this one. So we've got. Uh, Tim and uh, Tim is actually the defense attorney for Eddie. Uh, yeah, everybody knows that the big free Eddie campaign, and and he is actually free now. So thanks to this gentleman right here. So without further ado, Tim, how's it going, man? Good. How you doing? I cannot complain one bit. And you've got a boyish face. I got to say that you look super young. <laughs> I'm forty. <laughs> Well, okay, I guess you are young. There you go. All right, so uh, for those of the, that don't know what I'm talking about, you have to tune into our Facebook stream, too, because not only are we on the radio, but we're also streaming this live uh, on the uh, Facebook. Um, and I'll be sharing that to my direct feed for those of you as well. So make sure you're hitting that up. But, Tim, I, I want to jump into this, man. We're going to spend about an hour together, so I really want to get to know you. Um, so let's just start off with uh, what drove you to being a lawyer, and how did you end up getting this case? Well, I mean, I'm a Navy veteran myself. Uh, I was a surface warfare officer. I went to Naval Academy undergrad. And going in to become a lawyer was something that um, I became interested in while I was at the academy. Uh, I saw a few cases uh, where service members were mistreated, and it, it kind of inspired me to get into that line of work. Uh, so I went out um, you know, for a few years on active duty and then transferred over to the reserves to go to law school. And even though you know my, my career took me to you know, a lot of civil litigation and criminal work, um, both state and federal, mostly based out of uh, New York City, a case like Eddie's is one of those things that um, initially got me interested in becoming a lawyer. And so doing this case was really, you know, kind of coming for full circle for me of getting back to, you know, why I went to law school in the first place. Yeah, and I got to say, too, there was a whole lot of fake news that was going around this entire event. So there was a lot of... of oh, yeah people focusing on false negatives and, uh, and and I know that it made your job a lot harder because uh, that's whenever you've got people that are running at you with pitchforks and torches and, and you've got to figure out, okay, how do I divert this away, this attention away so that we can focus on the truth and what actually matters. Um, and so I, I got to ask, man, uh, how difficult was it in the beginning? It was pretty wild. I mean, I, one thing to remember, I was only in this case for less than four months. Mm. So 
you know, th this case initially was handled by a different set of lawyers, and you know they were going in a in a completely different direction, not one that Eddie liked. And so when he made the decision to switch it up and get rid of them, and bring me in, you know, we had to turn things around really quickly because you know, we had at that point about you know a little over two months until jury selection started. So I had to dive right into the case, figure it out, and at the same time take an aggressive stance against the prosecutors and start holding them accountable because this is a case that from the inception. NCIS and the prosecutors engaged in all sorts of misconduct. You know, they were leaking things to the media, leaking false narratives to the media. And so to kind of stem that, to turn the public narrative back around and really to, to then start to get into all the discovery and find all the things that the government hadn't turned over and start holding them uh, to the rules on that. And as soon as we did that, you know, they, they got so upset at me for actually demanding that they follow the rules that they just they got stupid they started tracking my emails and targeting me illegally which took me about five minutes to figure out what they were doing and turn that back on them it just turned into a total circus yeah i, I did read about that so they put a tracker in the email and you're the one that found yeah. out about it, and uh, and the judge actually said, "All right, well, they're out," and and that was the end of the prosecution yeah. on that. They violated the fourth, fifth, and sixth amendments by doing so, uh, which is, I mean, how did you catch that? Like, I mean, I I wouldn't even know they could do something like that. I recognized it. I, I had recently done another case where my client was a victim of a stalker, mm -hmm. and the stalker used the exact same technology that the prosecutors used. Uh, to track where my client was at all times and then start sending him scary emails saying, hey, I see that you just landed in uh, in Paris. You know, I see you just got home and things like that. And so from having done that and figuring out the technology that he used, mm -hmm. it, it put me into a good position because when the prosecutors then hit me with the exact same thing, it just it took half a second of, oh, there it is. Okay, I know what that is. And so I wrote them an email immediately saying, hey, I, I noticed that your emails for me today have have this embedded image on it, uh, which is normally used for tracking. I, I can't even begin to imagine that prosecutor would try to track a defense attorney this close to trial, if at all. Right. So why don't you check with your IT department to see if your system's been compromised? To which the prosecutor immediately lied and said, "Oh, thank you. Let me let me go find out, and I'll let you know ASAP." Oh wow. Yeah. So even even more so though, I mean, do you do you um, think that had you not had that case where you had the stalker, would there have been the ability for you to discover something like that? I mean, could they have potentially won this case like this? I don't think they would have won it. I mean, what they were doing was incredibly stupid, incredibly illegal and unethical, but ultimately we won this case in the courtroom. All right, and Tim, let's uh, let's get back into that in just a second. We got to go into commercials. Don't go anywhere though because sure. they can still hear us talking over commercials. So, stick around, okay. all right? Shane White Cloud uh, filling in for myself and Boone Cutler with Tim, the attorney for Eddie Gallagher on American Warfighter Radio. Are you planning to move? Paragon Real Estate Resources can help you sell or buy a home anywhere in the United States. We provide a home resources coordinator to manage all aspects of your move. 
We recommend qualified real estate agents and other services to prepare your home for sale. Best of all, if you sell or buy a home with our assistance, you could be eligible to receive a tax-free real estate commission cash rebate. We can also help you obtain a mortgage at competitive interest rates. Our lenders offer fixed and adjustable rates, conforming and non-conforming loans, plus FHA and VA financing. We can also assist first-time buyers with as little as 5% down. And when it comes time to move, we can refer you to qualified movers or other companies to assist with self-moves. Paragon Real Estate Resources helps make moving as easy as possible. Call Paragon Real Estate Resources now at 1-800-235-7513 to learn more or visit ParagonRERI.com. Hey everyone, Dave Escher here introducing you to our new store, the Nevada Marketplace, in the Reno Town Mall. Anchored with the Buy Nevada First gift shop, we've added over 60 micro shops, giving locals a place to set up their dream store. We are now 20,000 square feet strong, supporting over 250 local merchants with all things made in Nevada and more. We have more locals in one place than anywhere in the state ready to help you find that perfect gift. We're open every day with easy parking at Peckham and Virginia. Go to buynevadafirst.com, your source for all things local. Destination Midtown. Experience the difference. Reno's premier shopping extravaganza. Everything imaginable and more. Midtown matters. Get down to Midtown. Clean Image Mobile Detailing. Rick details your car, truck, RV, horse trailer, and airplane. Clean Image will go to your home or business. No more waiting in line. Clean Image Mobile Detailing. 775-233-5207. 233-5207. Call Rick. Midtown Reno. Experience the difference. Get down to Midtown. Midtown matters. Get down to Midtown and Grateful Gardens, winner of 2019's National Restaurant's Good Neighbor Award and Reno News and Review's Best Reno Restaurant, home of world-famous Gino the Soup Man Frozen Soups, serving our Mother Earth-loving community with delicious, wholesome dishes featuring certified grass-fed U.S. beef, wild-caught fish, and organic chicken, supporting local farmers and small businesses. Grateful Gardens caters to all diets. Grateful Gardens is passionate about our community. In Midtown and South Reno, GratefulGardens.com. Three, two, one. Oh, no. Which button am I... Uh... When every second counts, you can't wing it. Uh, guys, a little help up here? In a home fire, you may have less than two minutes to get out. So make a family home fire escape plan. Then practice home fire drills at least twice a year so everyone knows what to do when they hear... Prepare your family at ready.gov slash fire drill. Brought to you by FEMA, the Ag Council, and Make Safe Happen. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ, a Lotus Broadcast Station, the power of radio since 1967. The military has language all its own, made entirely of acronyms and abbreviations, such as Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. You're listening to American Warfighter Radio with two BAMFs. Boone Cutler, Shane Whitecloud. Oh, that's badass mother for those of you that didn't know. Have the voice guy doing the uh, acronym spell out for us. I don't know if people would get that. Bamps. Uh, you know what? That, that's actually my 10-year-old plays video games, and that was actually a term I saw come across his screen. But uh, I think we all know what Whiskey Tango Foxtrot actually stands for, don't we, Tim? Oh, yeah. So I bet there was a few times you probably said that while you were in the courtroom. So uh, let's let's dive into that. Let's let's get into how did you get involved in this case? Because you came in, the, you said the last four months of the case, 
uh, and, and immediately you notice you, you caught on to something that they were doing illegally on the prosecution side. So uh, obviously uh, you, you, you were meant to be there. So let's, let's find out what brought you there. I know that you came on a sense of duty as far as uh, being a veteran and, and the case really spoke to you. But how did, how did you get contacted? So early on in the case, um, Eddie's wife, Andrea, had contacted the former police commissioner of the NYPD, uh, Bernie Carrick, and they had been communicating for quite some time, and she was just trying to get some advice from him. And then when it got to the point where you could definitely see that there were some issues with the, with the lawyers, mm-hmm. he said to her, you know, I think you should really talk with, uh, with Tim. You know, I've, I've worked with Bernie for a while, and so that started that communication, and they quickly realized, you know, we need to take a different, a different, more aggressive stance with this. And so that's when I got brought in. All right. And then you came into a storm. Uh, I mean, like, you had your work cut out for you. Yeah, I mean, when I got into the case, Eddie had been in the brig for seven months. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had you know, no access to computers, no access to be able to review a lot of the discovery. Uh, at the time, the discovery was about 3,000 pages that he hadn't been, been able to really get through. When I got into the case, you know, I, I said, okay, well, let's file a motion to try and get him out of the brig. I was told, oh, no, we can't do that. That's already been, been done. And, well, no, let's try it again. Let's do it a diff- different way. So we did file a new motion to get him out of the brig. Uh, very quickly, the president actually picked up on that, and he ordered uh, Eddie to be released uh, from there into a restriction. So that finally got us to the point where we had better access to him. He had the ability to review a lot of this discovery and help participate in his own defense. Mm-hmm. So we just moved very quickly from there. And so much of this is just, you know, not not following the checklist, you know, not just going through the motions, because so many of the people that practice in these courts, you know, they're there all the time. Right. You know, it's it's the JAG attorneys, and then it's a group of former JAG attorneys that they retire, and then they just keep doing the same, the same thing, just wearing a different outfit. And so I didn't fit that mold. You know, I was a, you know, a criminal attorney. Southern District of New York, you know, used to that level of practice. All of my experience in the military was in the operational forces. Mm -hmm. I was a line officer, surface warfare. And so when I got into the case, I brought a totally different perspective to it. And it was something that really shone through during the trial as well, because by the time we got into trial, we looked around, you know, the jury was mostly combat veterans. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the defendant, you know, Eddie was a combat veteran. Look around, and the only warfare qualified lawyer in the room was me. Mm-hmm. The only guy who had ever really deployed and, and been part of operations was me. So there were a lot of things that happened in the trial that the prosecutors and other defense attorneys, they didn't they didn't have the experience. They didn't have the exposure to really understand um, not just the law, but combat. Right. So, and, and so that, you, that was something that was very helpful. You also pointed out another thing that often gets overlooked. Uh, it, this was almost a case of uh, 
younger, new, fresh seals versus the older, more experienced seals who have been around yeah. the block for a while. And uh, you'd, you'd notice that they were crying in videos and that they were actually uh, lying and, and trying to – what's that about? Because, uh, you know, whenever I served, I was in the 90s, and I seem to remember that, that you know, everybody – talked about how the seals were a brotherhood and they were nobody could break that up it was tighter than ever but now you're talking there's young seals versus older seals and it's like wait a minute what what whose military is this that was an aspect of the case that i wasn't quite expecting when i first got into it you know the the seal teams have a fantastic public relations apparatus mm -hmm. and what i learned when i really got into it was that there was a period of time in our history, uh, right around the same time that the bin Laden raid happened, when the administration said, you know, we need more seals, let's, you know, turn, open up the spigot. And at that point, you know, BUDS became different than it was in history. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people that would have failed out previously just kept getting recycled through, recycled through. And you got people that graduated in much larger numbers than would have at any other point in our history. Mm -hmm. And the concept of, you know, millennial sailors uh, that is prevalent in a lot of other warfare communities, it's also prevalent in the SEAL teams. And a lot of these guys, they went into it, they had, you know, their idea of what they wanted to do and what how they wanted to do it. And, you know, they butted heads with Eddie because, you know, him being the older chief and said, this is the, how we're going to do it. You know, they, they didn't like that. And so rather than, you know, take orders and execute the mission, they complained. And and that, that kind of started this whole this whole issue. Wow. That's amazing. So four months, man, went by in a whirlwind and obviously ended with a very positive note. Um, and uh, I got to say, you know, you, you obviously played a, a huge part in this. Where are you looking at going from here? I mean, do you only represent military members now, or how is this working? Oh, no. No, I, in my practice, you know, I do civil litigation and white-collar criminal defense. Uh, I, I work, you know, pretty much nationwide. I mean, I certainly do do a lot of military cases. But, you know, what my what my practice really is. Uh, I have a law firm uh, that I started about a year ago. It's a cloud-based law firm, so we don't have any buildings. You know, we we don't have that overhead. Everything a lawyer needs to do, you can do on your laptop. So by killing all that overhead, it allows us to provide services at a much uh, more economic rate. You know, I've been recruiting a lot of attorneys into the firm. Uh, because there's no requirement for a fixed location, a lot of the attorneys in the firm are active duty military spouses that can practice from anywhere. And our primary focus is actually helping uh, businesses, mm -hmm. helping startups and small businesses to mid-sized businesses, in particular veteran-owned businesses um, and businesses that want to do work contracting with the government. Mm -hmm. So we have we have a pretty broad-ranging practice. So I'm, I'm definitely not just a... Uh, you know, a Navy SEAL accused of murder kind of lawyer. We can we can do a whole bunch of stuff. So that being said, was this your first Navy SEAL accused of murder uh, courtroom? <laughs> yes, yes. This was <laughs> that's a very niche practice area. But yes. <laughs> so uh, I did post up a link to the uh, it's it's par parlatory. Is that right? Yes, the uh, parlatory law group. All right, parlatory law group. I did post that up, and set news came in. Um, 
He says uh, he's got a few questions to ask. One of them is is uh, the the allegations from the younger SEAL team. He said, was that the SEAL Team 10 allegations? Is that what he's he's asking? If that's what you're referencing? Uh, no, this is uh, this was all SEAL Team Seven. SEAL Team Seven. All right, there you go. Set. So just got that one straight. Um, so he says the feedback from the military community is scary in regards to. Uh, to the allegations made against Eddie, but we all stood by and, and definitely uh, there was a, uh, I believe a Facebook page that was created for this too. Cause I remember signing it. There was like over 35,000 people that were on that Facebook page. Did that play a part? Did social media play any kind of a part in, in helping with this case? Oh, ma a massive, massive part in it. You know, this, this is a case that unfortunately it didn't occur in a vacuum. This is not the only case. There, there have been several, um, several warriors who've been accused of these types of things, and most of them have, you know, gone through the system and end up in Leavenworth for life. Right. This particular case, you know, captured the the national attention in a way that other cases did not, and primarily because, you know, because it was a Navy SEAL, so that's something that the media got more interested in than, uh, unfortunately, than the army infantry cases that normally get brought and also because they targeted somebody who's married to Andrea Gallagher mm -hmm. and she was just an absolute force with her use of social media and getting the word out and getting support and the reality is even though we were able to do this at a significantly reduced rate I lived in a hotel room in San Diego for seven weeks right focusing solely on this case it's an expensive undertaking it was entirely funded through donations you know people that were donating to the navy seals fund uh we had a couple of corporate partners that uh did fundraisers half-face blades uh nine line apparel was a really big uh supporter in fact i'm wearing yeah. the nine line apparel t-shirt right now that they sold uh to raise a tremendous amount of money and you know that's that's how it gets funded and so the social media was a big thing, and it also helped to bring the attention of members of Congress and ultimately the president as well. That's that's pretty amazing. We're going to have to get into that here in a little bit, and I'm a huge fan of Nine Line myself, the Nine Line Foundation, the vice president over there. She's an absolutely amazing woman. So I definitely want to get more into this here in just a little bit, uh, but we're going to have to sure. cut to commercials right now. We'll be right back. Shane White, Cloud on American Warfighter Radio. We're up all night, smoking it right. Fresh and delicious through and through. A family tradition is waiting for you. Right here at Brothers Barbecue. Cater and that event are just enjoying lunch. Taste our traditional smoked barbecue beef and pork plates, bowl sandwiches, Texas taters, and cornbread. For all your catering needs, Brothers Barbecue, 618 South Center Street. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me, your handy chains dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. 
Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. This is your on-air rally point for veteran news, resources, and events. Keep it locked to American Warfighter Radio with Shane Whitecloud and Boone Cutler. Two warfighters with a mission to keep you informed. Lima Charlie. Charlie, Shane White Cloud, Boone Cutler is not here. He is passing a kidney stone, and he did tell me I'm allowed to tell you, and I would have told you whether or not he did tell me I was allowed to tell you, because it's funny. I just think it's hilarious that Boone's over there passing a kidney stone. I've done it once before, and it sucks, and my heart goes out to him and bleeds for him and everything, but not as much as he's going to be bleeding later. Let's just say that. All right, so we got on the, uh, on the line, we've got Tim, uh, and uh, uh, Tim, help me out with your last name again. Parlatory. Parlatory. Yeah, I did it right. All right. So, Tim, you were we were talking during the commercial break about some of the things that you saw get exposed during this case, and uh, uh, let's let's dive into that because a lot of people think they, they see what is portrayed in the media, but they don't know actually what hide what's hidden behind the scenes. So, let's talk about what got exposed and and uh, you know go from there. Sure. I mean, one of the you know terrifying things that came out of this case. There has been, you know, a long history of a divide between the operating forces and the JAG Corps, where, you know, our men and women, they go overseas, they have to make these split-second decisions, and they have to worry about, you know, whether some lawyer is going to second-guess them you know, after the fact. This case, you know, certainly didn't do anything to assuage those fears. In fact, it only deepened them, because it showed that, you know, not only were these JAGs willing to you know, second guess things, um, take things out of context, take things that are totally false, fail to properly investigate, and then bring somebody up on charges of murder without even bothering to do the full investigation first. You know, it's terrifying. And it's the kind of thing that 
you know, every every warfighter out there should be concerned and should be standing up and saying, look, you know, we need to be supported when we're going over here doing these things. And it seems like a lot of what's happening here is, you know, the JAG Corps forgets which part of the Navy is the supported and which part is supporting. And so, you know, they want to hold everybody accountable for any small little thing. They're not holding themselves accountable. You know, here we had a prosecutor that went completely off the reservation. Mm-hmm. Commander Chris Chaplack violated multiple laws. He violated the Fourth, Fifth, and Sixth Amendment. He violated ethical standards by placing tracking software on opposing counsel in a case, something that the, uh, that the ethics rules have specifically said you can never do. Mm-hmm. He did all these things, and in any other context, he should be under criminal investigation. What has the JAG Corps done? They've reassigned him to take care of other cases. They're going to let him continue on with his career. They're not going to make any moves to try and hold him accountable. You know, we're filing complaints. We're taking him to the disciplinary board to have them look at whether he should continue to have a license to practice law. If any other community out there, you know, we we have this concept in the military of the responsibility of command. And ultimately, the commander bears that ultimate responsibility. If things go wrong, it's on them. Here, the JAG Corps ran completely aground, and nobody is being held responsible. In fact, this just came out last week through some filings in a related case. After this case was over, after everything the prosecutors did wrong, what do you think the JAG Corps did? They had the chief of staff for all Navy prosecutors fly across the country at taxpayer expense to hand out Navy achievement medals to all the prosecutors. They didn't give a single medal to the JAG attorneys on the defense side. They only rewarded the prosecutors who lost. Wow. So how do we expect them to then take this? I mean, this case exposed so many problems that I could sit here for hours mm-hmm. and go through an after action with you to see all the different lessons learned and how we can improve the system. They're not going to take any of those lessons. They're not going to listen to any of those things or examine how do we do things better because they're too busy giving themselves medals and patting themselves on the back and saying, you know what, that we did the right thing. And, you know, it's, it's just that crazy defense attorney that happened to get one over on us. So how are they ever going to learn? So Set News is asking, will NCIS and JAG be accountable for their actions of failing to do the proper investigation and slaying Eddie Gallagher's name under oath? I would hope that they would. But the unfortunate thing is they'll never hold themselves accountable. Right. I think that this this is something that they should take this opportunity, hold the people accountable, investigate them, you know, do the right thing, and then send the message out to the rest of the Navy and the military and the country that we are doing the right thing. But going out and giving everybody medals and complaining about, you know, things that that we did of oh, you know, the defense attorney shouldn't have cross-examined the NCIS agent so extensively. He made him look like a liar. Well, guess what? That's because the NCIS agent broke every single rule in the book. Right. And that's my job, is we are required to bring all that out in court. So they want to complain about that. They should focus on their own training, their own culture. No. No, as it stands right now, unless somebody stands up and and does a big significant course correction, they're not going to be held accountable. Right. 
Which is pretty ironic because you know the military is all about accountability and and and, and definitely pushing. It is. That as I mean, you look at the USS Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. The captain was asleep in his rack when it collided with a with a merchant ship. Exactly. That yeah. captain was criminally charged. Mm -hmm. Here you have JAG attorneys that are intentionally violating the law. They're not held accountable. In fact, they're the same office that prosecutes the captain that was asleep in his rack. Right. So let me ask you this. As a lawyer, um, there's that big uh, bipartisan bill that's getting pushed through um, that will allow uh, military members or prior military members to sue the military. And, of course, you know, right now they're protected under the Ferris Doctrine. Uh, do you think that that's something that should be doable? I mean, that's going to force them to become more accountable, especially if they make the wrong yeah. choices medically. No, absolutely. I mean, look at this case. If if Eddie Gallagher had been prosecuted by the U.S. Attorney's Office, he would have a major lawsuit right now. Right. And yet he doesn't. You know, there's nothing that's ever going to give him back all that time that he spent in jail, all of that you know, time that he lost with his family or anything else. Ironically, the only lawsuits that can really come out of this case, mm -hmm. you know, his kids have a lawsuit because his kids were dragged out in their underwear at gunpoint by NCIS. Oh, my God. I have a lawsuit because they unlawfully surveilled me. Yeah. Eddie Gallagher, the one who suffered the most, mm -hmm. there's no recourse for him. All they can say is, we're sorry about your luck, and then just kind of push him on, and, and there's no – he doesn't get financial compensation for the time that was taken away from him or his family or anything. No, no, worse, worse. Right now, he's being retaliated against. Yeah. You know, he, he went out. You know, He stood up in court. We fought it. We won. And now he's being told, you, know, you have to stay away from all the witnesses. You have to – you know, you can't go to uh, – to the base in Coronado, mm -hmm. you know, so it's he's like a big being order. Can persistently retaliated against for for daring to fight this case. And he had, uh, didn't, correct me if I'm wrong, he had medical needs, correct? Oh, significant. He has, I think it's 19 separate documented brain injuries, not separate documented concussions. When he was he was arrested at a TBI clinic mm. on 9/11, and then thrown in the brig where he was denied that medical treatment. Yeah, he's got eight combat deployments. So out of everything he did, they ended up uh, finding him guilty of a couple of charges, but they called it time served because they had ex well not accidentally they locked him up uh, wrongfully, and I guess that's their way of trying to say, "Oops, I'm sorry. Let's just call it you know even." Um, how do you it's come a back single charge of being in a photo with a corpse. Right. The entire platoon is in the photo. Right. He's the only one charged. Right. See, there's that too. That wasn't even pointed out. So where where does he go from here? What what happens here? You say his uh, his children have a a lawsuit, and you do. Uh, where does where does Eddie go? Well, right now we're we're working through details to just get him retired. Yeah, his his twenty years comes up at the end of this month, and so once the all the paperwork from this trial is completed and processed, he can he can go ahead and retire. You know, go back with his family. Mm -hmm. The big thing he needs to do right now is to just relax and decompress. Right. Yeah, you know, a trial for murder is an incredibly stressful experience, and he came through that you know very traumatic and stressful experience 
one and then was immediately you know sent back to work where they where they're continuing to retaliate against him right he needs to go home and he needs to compress he needs some time to just unplug and relax and recover from this experience and and the retaliation is unjustified as well, he's I mean, going to get back up, and he's going to keep on fighting. Right? Yeah. It's it's not like uh, typical cases of snitches get stitches. This is like they're retaliating against him because because he was found not guilty. I mean, what's the retaliation yeah. for? Yeah, because they're embarrassed. You know, these are the people that from the beginning said, you know, he needs to be in jail. These are the people that told his father. You know, when he was arrested, his parents didn't understand. His father's a retired lieutenant colonel from the Army. He went to the base to go see the Commodore to ask, why is this happening? Why are you doing this to my son? And he was told by the JAG there, if you knew what we knew, you would agree that he should never come out of jail and he should be there for the rest of his life. Ouch. That's what they told his father. That's horrible. And so now these people are put into the position where everything that they say that they knew was all false. And again, are they willing to accept the fact that they were wrong? No. And it's almost uh, better to blame slander, it. Better defamation to blame character at that point. Uh, we're going to yeah. get to the commercials here in about 10 seconds. I do want to stick around, though, because I want to I get into some positive stuff with you here right after the commercial break. But stick around, and uh, I'm going to tell you where you can get one of these amazing flags that's sticking uh, on the window right behind me as well because it's a local guy here, a local sheriff that makes them. And uh, we'll talk about that shortly. Shane Whitecloud, uh, Boone Cutler's out with a kidney stone. I'll be right back with Tim. Tim, the lawyer. How about Carson City Motorsports presents professional short track motorcycle races at Carson City's Fuji Park Rodeo Grounds, August 23rd and 24th. Hey, we added an extra night. Friday night is family night. Purchase an adult ticket and receive a child's ticket free at visitcarsoncity.com. See top professional racers from across the USA do battle both Friday and Saturday night, August 23rd and 24th, 7 p.m. Fuji Park Rodeo Grounds, Carson City. Someone is going down. The Butcher's Kitchen Charbecue invites your family in for the best wood fire slow cooked barbecue rotisserie and open char pit food around these parts. Charbecue on the corner of Virginia and Huffacre presents sliced Santa Maria tri-tip, beef brisket, and ribeye. Charbecue caters your special events with the best tri-tip, pulled pork, and rotisserie chicken around Reno. Charbecue, the Butcher's Kitchen, 7689 South Virginia at Huffacre, Winner's Crossing. Get in and get real. Charbecue, Reno. The Delta and Bonanza Saloons in Virginia City are simply elegant. Imagine ascending the grand staircase and being surrounded by the Victorian elegance and grandeur of the historic banquet rooms. Original crystal chandeliers, mahogany bars, and oak dance floors highlight the eloquently appointed spaces. A truly romantic and unique setting for your wedding, banquets, or holiday parties. Detailed ceremony and menu planning ensures your special event is a memorable occasion. With just one call to Jesse at 775-847-0789, all of your arrangements will be handled by their experienced staff with your every expectation in mind including cakes flowers photography videography music and party amenities complete ceremony and reception packages are available as well as their famous themed weddings since 1865 the delta and bonanza saloons guests have come from every state in the union now it's your turn no event is too large or too small let the delta and bonanza saloons plan your next incredible event call jesse at 775-847-0789 One in three adults in America have prediabetes, but most don't know it. 
To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move's called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. <clears throat> Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has my mom. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Bet he can't say that in reverse. This is America, America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The, the power, power of radio since 1967. 1967. One says, hoo-ah, and the other says, hoo-yah. Still trying to figure out what the hell either of them is saying. Like American Warfighter Radio on Facebook. Or you're a Pope. Back to the shenanigans with veterans Shane Whitecloud and Boone Cutler. <laughs> One says hoo and the other says hoo-ah. <laughs> where, where did we come up with all these? Why is it the same phrase but said differently amongst all the branches? I never understood that. So uh, that, <laughs> I just know it's fun to do. So we've got uh, uh, Tim Parlatori. Did I say it correctly this time, Tim? Yes. Ah, check it out. All right. So Tim Parlatori, uh, defense for uh, Eddie Gallagher is on the phone. We got about uh, 10 minutes, um, Tim. And, and I, what I really want to focus on now is uh, self-care. So obviously we've got, um, you know, Eddie coming from a combat environment, TBI, PTSD, uh, and then going into uh, the brig. I mean, whatever stress came from there. I mean, this guy's got a lot of stress and um he needs a lot of self-care he needs a lot of help and uh, and then we were talking about you you know you you served in the military combat uh, areas and then he came back and he you decided you were going to jump into being a lawyer so apparently you like the conflict which is kind of funny um but what is what does a guy like eddie do for self-care now and he's he's free obviously his family is happy but i mean the battle's just begun for this guy right it has, but I got to tell you, Eddie Gallagher is one of the strongest people I know. You know, he's been through hell here, and yet he still has great attitude. You know, he talks about um, you know, his love for the SEAL teams, his love for the Brotherhood, and how everything that he's been through, that he would do it all over again. And that a lot of what this episode has uncovered is is not something that he wants to see reflected on the community as a whole. You know, it's something that there's just a few individuals that did the wrong thing. But, you know, the community as a whole is the greatest community uh, for him, and he would never trade it for anything. You know, he is, you know, like I said, he's been through a traumatic experience, you know, several. And so, you know, he's, he's seeking the medical treatment uh, for his TBI. Uh, he's coping with that um, and doing everything that he needs to do. And setting himself up for retirement where he can be more relaxed. You know, they bought a, a house for retirement that's on the beach. And so he has a, a good place to 
uh, retired. They actually did that before he got charged, uh, back when they thought that it was going to be a nice, easy ride out to retirement, and then all of a sudden this whole thing happened. And so, you know, he's going to go back home and do that, but he's he he also wants to give back. You know, he's going to continue to do work with Nine Line. Uh, that that's what he wants to do there. He also, uh, having been through this experience and realizing uh, that a lot of people in his situation that they need more help, you know, through uh, helping with legal fees, helping with um, advocacy for uh, UCMJ reforms, and getting out the word about these cases. You know, he and his wife have discussed uh, starting a new nonprofit to try and take up that battle. You know, once he gets out, and to continue to fight for other people similarly situated. So you're so as the, much the, as Eddie Gallagher needs to, you know, go home and relax. At the same time, you know, his his motto for life is seek battle. And so I gotta be, jump in there back. for a second, Tim. So you just hit on something pretty hard because this guy just he came back from serving his country, doing the most patriotic thing possible, especially at being a SEAL, and and was spit on per se, you know, uh, proverbially, uh, maybe even literally at some point in time, and, and thrown in the brig and treated like dog crap. Uh, and instead of being angry at the country as a whole, he's decided, you know what, this has happened to more people than just me. So now him and his wife are setting up a nonprofit. They're working with Nine Line. They're doing things to try and ensure that other veterans that are going through this have the a system in place that will help them. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. That's yeah, absolutely amazing. And and what does now, uh, I mean, I understand there's, there's a lot of things with lawyers that people don't understand, right? So everybody thinks, oh, well, if they're truly passionate about the law, they should represent me. Anyway, there's got to be money involved. I mean, like you said, you had to stay in a hotel room for seven weeks in San Diego. And, and you know, your wife and your kid and everybody, they're just kind of like sitting on the wayside while you're here doing this. So there's got to be fees and stuff involved. I mean, that's, that's part of being a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, but now what are the odds that say – Eddie gets his nonprofit off the ground and raises money for another veteran in need that he doesn't call you and you represent that person. So that would be, um, you know, a decision that's up to the individual. You know, that that's something that has been a problem with other nonprofits where they try and push certain lawyers on people and then, um, you know, it becomes a conflict of, is the lawyer working in the client's best interest or is the worker working in the nonprofit's best interest and using case for more fundraising? So uh, that, you know, I will certainly, you know, encourage, advise and help, you know, Eddie and his family to the best of my ability. Um, but, you know, if, if anybody else wants to hire me to get into another fight, you know, that's that's not something that uh, I, I wouldn't want to be involved in that kind of a conflict. So they would have to, you know, come to me um, in a conflict-free way, right? And and say, you know, I, I want you to come in and do this fight because because I want you to save my life. Mm. That's amazing. So any other uh, uh, for you as far as self-care? I mean, what do you got lined up? This is a pretty uh, pretty long case for you. I mean, even just the last four months of it had to. Have been pretty grueling what, what does a lawyer do to wind down at the end of the day uh well i suppose the right answer is not bourbon but uh <laughs> 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 no, it's you know i i am i like this stuff mm -hmm. you know this is this is what i live for 
is doing these types of high um, high conflict uh, cases. You know, the kind of thing that you know at the end of the day, you know, before I got on a plane uh, to fly back east from San Diego, that you know my client gives me a big hug and through the tears says you saved my life Uh you know so to me i like to get you know right back into it i mean uh, we are going to um take a vacation um at some point uh relatively soon um so if my wife is listening she can hear that i've i've actually committed to that (laughs) (laughs) it's once it's Um, on radio man you gotta hold up to that yeah exactly exactly so yeah, it's but it, one of the beauties of the way that my law practice uh, is structured is that since it is a cloud-based firm and I can you know work from anywhere, it gives me a much better ability to have that work-life balance, mm-hmm. and so I can really set my own schedule and be able to you know take time off, uh, put extra time in, and and seek that balance. So we got about three minutes left. I do want to talk uh, about a couple of other things really quick before I let you go, because I know you've got a family to get back to. But uh, uh, first and foremost, uh, there's a lot of things coming up the pipeline now for uh, uh, veterans with PTS and and MST and all these things that uh, originally were shunned to talk about. Is there any look? Is there any possibility you're going to be getting involved with cases surrounding uh, certain things like that? If somebody asks me and it's a good fight, I will get into it. <laughs> you just want a good fight. That's that's awesome. Hey, uh, you know what? When I got into Eddie Gallagher's case, some of the other guys in his platoon said, you know, Eddie found, you know, as as lawyers go, Eddie kind of found his soulmate. Here's a guy that also believes in seeking battle. Right. So. So that being said, uh, you know, you you came in four months later. Eddie Gallagher is is going home to his wife and his kids um, and, yeah. and just doing some beautiful things, uh, considering nonprofits and things like that. Um, and, and you played a big part in that. I mean, there's got to be there's got to be that feeling, man, that you just did something good. And that's uh, I, that's amazing. It, it, it is. It's an incredible feeling. I mean, when I was when I was a midshipman was when that movie uh, Rules of Engagement came out. Uh huh. And, and I watched that and I thought, you know, boy, I would love to do that. And, you know, so now the opportunity so many years later to come back and do this case. Uh, and as it turns out, the judge in the case was a fantastic judge, uh, Judge Rue. Uh-huh. When I was a midshipman, he was a naval law instructor at the academy. So when he was a lieutenant, I was his student. And then, you know, so many years later, you know, I appear before him in the biggest case in the country. So yeah, it's this is a case that I've wanted to do for a long time, and yeah, so it's really been an incredible, fulfilling experience for me. But it wasn't just me. You know, we had a whole legal team on this, uh, both civilian and military, and they all put in a lot of hard hours, and they did a lot of really great work. Right. So yeah, it, it it is all about the team, not just the individual. So our big shout out to everybody that participated in this before you during you and after you that helped eddie get free again because that's what ultimately was the most important thing to do get him home to his family so that he can continue his life uh i'm almost wondering why the military doesn't just go ahead and and early retire him so that he can go ahead and move on about his life now instead of making him wait and and almost what seems like torture 
uh, it's it's kind of crazy. But that's a story for another time, I'm sure. Maybe one of these days we can get Eddie on here to to uh, talk to us as well. Tim, I got to let you go, brother. I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking and giving us that perspective because that's the warfighter perspective that we needed. We we only see the headlines. We don't hear the behind the scenes. So I really appreciate you taking the time with us, brother. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Anytime, Tim. Listen, take care of yourselves. And if you guys like the flag behind me, definitely uh, check out. I'm going to post up the link here shortly for the Facebook page that you can get one of those flags. Uh, it's made by a sheriff right here in Washoe County. They're the burnt flags, and uh, he just does it from home. It's a passion of his, and he does it for all first responders and veterans. So I'll post that link up soon. I'm Shane Whitecloud. Keep it locked, cocked, and ready to rock with American Warfighter Radio. listening to American Warfighter Radio with Shane Whitecloud and Boone Cutler, eliminating the stigma associated with the word veteran. On air, online, every Wednesday from 1 till 3. Be sure to like their Facebook page to watch live, comment, share, and catch up on past episodes of American Warfighter Radio. All right, and we're back. Shane Whitecloud in the studio, American Warfighter Radio. Boone Cutler is still out. Um, obviously, he's got a a uh, kidney stone he's dealing with right now. So we want to wish him well and, and a speedy recovery. It seems like whatever can throw itself at him does, and he perseveres on the end. I, you know, before he left to get the stem cell therapy, I got to tell you, he uh, he was looking pretty wrong. Like, it was bad. I thought he, I thought I was going to have to call the ambulance. I thought he was going to die in my house. Uh, and, and then he came back from stem cell therapy, and he looked like he actually, you know, lost some years. Like, he looked younger. And only Boone, right? It's just crazy. So uh, definitely don't want to dive into the topic of stem cells, though, because he knows about it a lot more than I do. But I am curious because, I, you know, as most of you know, I have Crohn's disease, and it's something that uh, I would like to uh, definitely look into. So looking at some veteran news, uh, we got Bullethead didn't uh, wasn't able to make it on because he's uh, taking care. I guess he had a coworker. Uh, that called in sick, and so he had to make sure that they were taken care of and, and filling in for them. So good on him for doing that. So I'm going to be ta taking a look at your local news here. It looks like uh, in the uh, the Marine Times, a Marine vet was sentenced to four years in a federal prison for scamming money from a Gold Star mom and from some Marine families. I don't think there's anything worse than scamming your own. I mean, that that's scamming generally is, is just horrible and never should be done but uh scamming your own that's even worse so a uh, marine veteran was sentenced to four years in federal prison after pleading guilty to wire fraud um and uh, it was the united states attorney uh, sherry linden that announced on tuesday uh, just yesterday simpson was ordered to pay restitution of 141,709 dollars and 44 cents to the victims of his charity scam dubbed marines and mickey where simpson uh, bilked people into donating money to help Marines and families attend Disney and Marine boot camp graduation. So it uh, looks like sentencing was handed down by the United States District Judge David Norton of Charleston, South Carolina, who also sentenced Simpson to three years of supervised release following his prison term. And uh, he'll serve his prison term consecutively with a nine-year state sentence for sexual assault. He's already serving 
in Florida. So this guy's got serious issues already. Uh, looks like he started a scam for a charity. Um, uh, let's see. The Charlotte Observer identified uh, a mother as Kathy Wells, whose son, Lance Corporal Skip Wells, was killed in the 2015 shooting incident. Wells dished out nearly $135,000 to the charity, um, and that's just from her. Simpson pocketed nearly $400,000, uh, or 391000 from the nearly almost $500,000 that he raised between 2014 and 2016. He's preying on his own. That's just, that guy needs to go somewhere. That's a pug for you right there. Uh, there's still no family uh, able to attend a veteran's funeral in Colorado, and the public is invited. Uh, the community of Los Animas doesn't want a veteran to be laid to rest alone. We've been seeing a lot of this lately. I think this is like the fourth or fifth time I've seen it in the headlines where a veteran is being laid to rest and the family is uh, asking any and all military and veterans and whoever to come and show up and show support for this person and i don't know what's causing this trend um i just hope that these these uh, veterans are getting laid to rest peacefully with their fellow brothers and sisters around to honor them if you are able to do so the peacock larson funeral home confirmed with uh, a news outlet there that the public is invited to a service on Wednesday for Horace Marinan. Marinan was a Navy veteran. Most of his family lived far away in the East Coast and could not make it to the service. Uh, they're expected to include a 21-gun salute, a prayer, and the playing of taps. And uh, that's that's absolutely amazing. So um, looks like that is today, actually. So if you can get to Colorado, definitely go show some love for this. Um, looks like uh, heavily armed Marine arrested... Um, at the Offutt Air Force Base, charged with possession of modified firearms, fraudulent enlistment, and more. Uh, fraudulent enlistment, that's interesting. So a Hawaii-based Marine has now been charged after being arrested um, on May 31st while trying to enter an Air Force Base in Nebraska with a truck full of weapons. Um, a Marine assigned to a Combat Logistics Battalion 3 in Hawaii he was charged with unauthorized absence, violation of lawful general regulation and dereliction of duty, fraudulent enlistment, giving a false official statement and carrying a concealed weapon, communicating threats and a possession of a modified firearms and unlawful firearms modifications. That's, that's an entire list. That is absolutely crazy. Um, let's see. It looks like uh, we've got a... a Lackland dorms are under moldy conditions. I really don't think we need to talk about that. That's just weird. we got a lot of cool things that are coming up on the show, though. We've got a doctor that uh, that our very own Boone has invited to come and talk, and she's going to educate me on CBD, and so I'm really looking forward to that. Plus, a good friend of mine, Donald Stockton, is going to be stepping in here shortly and joining us in the studio. And if you think my voice is sexy, wait till you hear this guy's, because this guy's voice yeah there you go he's on his way so uh he'll be joining me here in the studio so you don't have to just look at my ugly mug anymore you can also look at that and uh, it looks like the marines are all over the news right now because there's a uh, couple of marine colonels who are married and on the same day they took command of separate north carolina units not exactly sure how that's gonna work maybe they say absence makes the heart grow fonder i guess if they decide that they're gonna take command of two separate units uh um, in North Carolina, then maybe they won't see each other as much. But they have a beautiful family, so I'm wishing them the best. And it looks like Turkey is not satisfied with the U.S. proposal for safe zone with the Syrian Kurdish fighters. So it looks like uh, we'll have to 
get into that information a little bit later. I'm Shane Whitecloud in the studio. We've got uh, Donald Stockton is just now walking in, so you'll hear him in the next segment. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and cut to commercials right now. This is American Warfighter Radio. Keep it locked, cocked, ready to rock. Ready for a live game of Clue? For nearly 30 years, Fun Time Theater has held private and monthly dinner murder mysteries. Each night is different, and each event includes dinner and a show. You're the detective, and your job is to figure out who did what to who and why. At the end of the night, a super sleuth and not-so-super sleuth are awarded prizes. This is a great event for a birthday or holiday party and team-building events for your office. Visit FunTimeTheater.com to make your reservations and use promo code RADIO for $5 off each admission. Hi there. Hi there. Does Eddie the Wonder Dog go everywhere with you? Yes, because of Duck Richard, I can take Eddie the Wonder Dog with me. I get so nervous not having Eddie nearby. Dr. Richard has made Eddie the Wonder Dog an official emotional support animal. How does that work? Well, he met with Eddie and me twice and made a mental health assessment and then wrote an official letter naming Eddie as an emotional support dog. Yes, Eddie. Because of the Fair Housing Act of 1967 and the Americans for Disability Act, he posted Eddie as my official emotional support dog on the National Registry. Eddie can be in my home without any additional charge by my landlord, and he can go out in public almost anywhere. It's the law. Wow. Could he help me and my dog Mildred, the average dog? Yes. Call Doc Richard today. He can help you and your wonder dog or cat. Just call 775-683-1108. Call Doc Richard today, 775-683-1108. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight-up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no. What are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. In a world where magic carpet... Oh, we're on the air? In a world where magic carpet actually stands for maritime augmented guidance with integrated controls for carrier approach and recovery, precision enabled technologies. You're listening to military veterans Boone Cutler and Shane Whitecloud on American Warfighter Radio. There you go. Did you know that that was an actual 
Anagram, the magic carpet. Did you know that? I didn't. Is that yeah. is that a carrier thing? It is. Uh, I, I don't remember where it came from. I just found it one day, and I was like, oh, are you serious? That's real. <laughs> so I, uh, I I sent it off to our voice guy, who has an amazing voice, nothing like yours. And uh, Oh, he's got me beat. <laughs> this guy, yeah, this this guy's pretty awesome. So Shay White Cloud in the studio, American Warfighter Radio. Joining me in the studio, Donald Stockton, my boy. Um, it, he's one of those guys that you just call and say, hey, dude, you want to come sit on the radio with me? And he's like, yeah, I'll be right there. And it's like, thank God. Cause, An hour later. But. Yeah, well, you know, nobody's perfect. It's cool, though. Tim covered us for the first hour, and uh, that, you missed one hell of a conversation there. You're going to have to tune into the iTunes later and catch that one later Absolutely. On. So that was a really good one. Uh, Eddie Gallagher's uh, lawyer. So now that Eddie Gallagher is free, uh, getting that side of things. Uh, and for those of you that missed it, I'll be posting this up on our iTunes channel uh, tomorrow. So And it's free. You don't have to pay in to, to subscribe or anything. Just subscribe to the channel and you'll get all of the, the previous episodes there. So, uh, Donald, uh, so glad you can come down and join me, bro. Uh, uh, Boone has got a kidney stone, apparently. <laughs> it's the first time I've heard that used as an excuse. So I'm like, well, all right. And, and I've had one before, so I'm not going to give him a whole lot of crap about it. Not to laugh at Boone. I, I can only imagine what that's like. But <laughs> No, no, no. Totally laugh at him. He can deal with it. He's tough. He's thick skin. So uh, you got a lot of things coming up. So let's go ahead and talk about who you are, what you are, and what you got coming up. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm born and raised in Reno. So uh, whatever is going on with the community here is, is a big deal to me because this is my town. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined the Navy in 2000 and uh, served active reserve until 2016. Did... Uh, uh, Served some time as a boss's mate. I don't know if anybody knows what that is. Uh, uh-huh. They're non-Navy vets. Um, but uh, it's it's the Navy's Navy, if it makes any sense. We're, we're the people you get threatened with if you get uh, in trouble when you're on board ship. It's like, oh, we're going to send you to the fleet, and we're going to give you all the deck apes. And I'm like, okay, that's me. Um, <laughs> when I became a reservist, I crossed the ra- cross-rated into the CBs, which means I switched jobs, and then I got a chance to go to Afghanistan in 2010-2011. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that was in a pretty... It, it, different kind of experience. I consider it a positive experience because mm-hmm. uh, all everything I learned, all the questions that I had answered while I was there, mm-hmm. uh, continued to serve until 2016. And then since about, because that's reserve, it gave me the opportunity to go back to school. Uh, I got my bachelor's degree from University of Nevada, which will be important in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got a chance to start working with student veterans, and I've been doing that for about seven years. So you came out of the military and you just jumped right back into helping those who served. Uh, that was like your mission? or what? I'd like to say that's true, but I tried to look out for number one for a little bit, tried to actually get real jobs, yeah. um, but realized without an education, without uh, some work experience, all I was ever going to do is be used like a blunt instrument for those online. You could see them. I'm 6'5". I'm a, a pretty big dude, and all I really had the skills to do coming out of the military off active duty was lift heavy things above my head. So uh, not having advanced education, not having a little bit more uh, time in school, definitely made it a little harder to advance in the civilian sector. I'm also very impatient. So uh, I expected more and didn't get it. And then I realized what I actually had to do and went out and uh, kind of worked on those things. Well, you've definitely been a good voice in the community. And I know you're one of those people that I like to turn to whenever I'm doing a big event or anything like that. So I definitely appreciate you being there. And uh, you also, you do a lot of really cool things. Like you, you help educate the community on military culture. It is, is one of those things awesome. that I do get to do uh, in the day job. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually a, a partnership that I that um, 
was brought to me. I really appreciate that we've had the opportunity to do that. Um, and we try to pro provide an understanding of military vault culture from um, kind of a baseline perspective, a real boots on the ground perspective, mm -hmm. so that people can understand that as all with all the perception that we have through like a 24 hour news cycle or of Schwarzenegger movies and all of these different things. Um, the military is a place where people go to work and uh, it's, it's got its own little idiosyncrasies and people are uh, people are people. Right. And, and that creates its own type of culture, especially within a, a unique organization like the U S military. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and you're and that presentation isn't a short one either. It's like a four hour presentation. We can do it for a long time. Uh, we can do it for a little bit. We can do it for a long time. We kind of, I'm not a mental health professional. That's one right. of the main things that's, that's understood. I'm a historian. Right. So, uh, I, I talk about things kind of from that perspective where we try to provide, you know, pull from primary source, talk about people's experiences, but TBI and PTSD are a thing that affects all of us. And we, we try to talk about those things kind of on a macro level, really to break stigma, right. to make people understand that this is a thing we deal with and that a lot of people are struggling with it, but they're also powering through it. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're open to receiving resources and they're open to talk about it. Uh, so when they have that opportunity and people are open to receive that information without any type of hesitation, it really does break the civilian military divide. And then it gives us the opportunity to build a build as a community instead of just having veterans over here and the community over here. Right. So you got some events coming up. Let's go ahead and talk about that. Cause, yes. Uh, so I got to participate once, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I'm also the president of the Veterans Alumni Chapter for the University of Nevada. Mm -hmm. uh, I always like to give a shout out to the University of Nevada Alumni Association for the amount of support they've given us for the last five years since we were a pretty new chapter to the organization. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also want to throw out to our founder, um, Cesar Malgarejo, who was uh, instrumental bringing us that, you know, this fundamental opportunity to really provide um, a place to innovate. Right. Uh, to talk about those, the events you were, you were mentioning, um, we have a, a pistol shooting competition coming up. Uh -huh. it, it's a lot of fun. And uh, we've been doing that actually since we got started. We... Uh, uh, first in, uh, initiated it as student veterans. We did it as the Wolfpack Vets back in the day and, and uh, carried it on through uh, our alumni chapter. And it gives us a really awesome opportunity to provide a safe environment right. to exercise some of our essential liberties uh, and get to know a, a, a whole other group of really cool people through our uh, partner for that organization or that event, which wow. is Western Nevada Pistol League. Uh, super cool group of people. They're running out uh, the U.S. Practical Shooting uh, Sports Association events, uh, uh, International Defensive Pistol, all of those different uh, organizations and their types of events gives everybody an opportunity to really flex their muscles when it comes to understanding how to use, uh, safely use their firearms. Uh, and if you didn't know, we have national and international level competitors that, that are from right here in our own hometown. If anybody within the audience is a three-gun nation uh, fan, uh, they'll know who Scott Green is, and he's one of the um, best shooters in the world uh, as far as anybody can stretch it. Uh, and he's often one of the guys that we get to uh, interact with while we're out there at the range. So wow. we really developed our pistol shooting competition to expose people to that uh, level of competition and that level of competency just to show what people are really capable of when it comes to um, putting their time in and, and really understanding what a good quality time at the range could look like. It's also a lot of fun because – 
I mean, the participants vary. Like you've got, you've got your college kids, right? And then you've got, I, I've seen RPD come out there, the Reno Police Department. They, they come out in their off time and in their civilian clothes. Uh, I've seen, uh, you know, uh, sheriffs, all these fun people coming out and just participating in the event as civilians. And it's, it's pretty amazing. Oh, he wants you to clip that. That's oh, so he, is that that's what's it's making a lot of banging around and, and all right. Mine came loose. There you go. Now I'm getting now I'm getting yelled at by Craig here. All right, um, but uh, it's it's not just something where it's just a bunch of veterans with guns. This is like a lot of fun people within the first responder community come out as well as veterans and as well as active military. I think last time we had uh, we had some active Navy uh, EOD guys. Uh, explosive orders, Absolutely. explosive guys come out, mm-hmm. um, and we we welcome anybody that wants to come out. Uh, we hope that the folks who come, um, their team captains or whatever, can be are a veteran. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we welcome teams that are mixed, folks from the community, non-veterans, somebody who's you know, because that's what we want to drive is that every we're still part of the community and we can maybe some provide some of that leadership. But uh, yeah, we've had a great mix, um, and the uh, the opportunity to to oftentimes bring our guard folks together with our veterans. And uh, again, like you said, uh, active duty right. side, but VFW comes out. Some of the guys from DAV, mixed mixed bag from DAV, VV, uh, the Vietnam Veterans of America. Everybody's yep. come out and had an awesome time. And yeah. uh, we always just try to make it uh, as fun as fun as we can. And if you've never shot at steel targets, uh, it makes for a productive and uh, – when I say productive, it means you run through your ammo pretty fast. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I see, uh, Only I see a lot fun. of people coming out there with custom-built guns all the way down to what they just bought from Shields. Uh, I, I got to say, though, it's it's you can't do an event like this as a veteran and not hear somebody go, hey, I bet five bucks I can get you on the next one, and that turns into 50, and that turns into 100, and, and it's just funny. Yeah, that was, that was an interesting development last year where everybody decided to do a, a quick pool of what they had in their pockets, and it ended up being – a good time uh and yeah because we do a head-to-head plate plate rack competition that's that's a lot of fun yeah. and that one is surprising to some folks to it see was teams and individuals if yeah. i remember correctly yeah yeah so we do do a three-lane option where uh people get a chance to run through three different op or three different like setups of steel targets where there's like a texas star which is one of those things that starts spinning around with steel targets on it then what we have is uh, the propeller rack which is another one with eight targets on it that just starts spinning <laughs> and you've got to catch them all. Yeah, uh, and we that. also ask that everybody does iron sights. So it, it adds a little bit of um, competitive edge to some of those folks who might have, like you mentioned, their their fancy race guns. We try yeah. to bring it back down to the baseline for the actual competition where yeah. uh, everybody's kind of running the same gun. Um, and it, But it's all run in a safe space where we're not going to start any wildfires. Right, <laughs> so right. We're yeah, not it's out have, on the range, yeah, yeah, for sure. We're not going to have anybody coming in when we don't expect them and all that kind of stuff. And the and the – the truth of the matter is it was me that said, hey, I bet 20 bucks my team can beat all of you guys. And then it just went from there. Uh, we, yeah. we ended up not winning, of course, yeah. but it was a lot of fun. So one more time, where can people find out more information on that event? Uh, that one's the easiest uh, on Facebook. If you look up the Veterans Alumni Chapter UNR on Facebook. Okay, I'm going to post that link in the chat for the rest of you guys. I'm Shane Whitecloud. Donald Stockton's in the studio with me. And uh, we're going to be talking to a doctor here in just a little bit when we come back from the commercial break on American Warfighter Radio. Carson City Motorsports presents professional short track motorcycle races at Carson City's Fuji Park Rodeo Grounds, August 23rd and 24th. Hey, we added an extra night. Friday night is family night. Purchase an adult ticket and receive a child's ticket free at visitcarsoncity.com. 
See top professional racers from across the USA do battle both Friday and Saturday night, August 23rd and 24th, 7 p.m., Fuji Park Rodeo Grounds, Carson City. Someone is going down. Destination Midtown. Experience the difference. Reno's premier shopping extravaganza. Everything imaginable and more. Midtown matters. Get down to Midtown. A new garage door from Overhead Door Company can drastically increase your curb appeal and security. Check out quality garage doors from the genuine, original Overhead Door Company of Sierra Nevada, Reno. Quality service in the heart of Midtown. Look for the red ribbon logo. Midtown Reno. Experience the difference. Get down to Midtown. Midtown matters. Hi, I'm Noreen Leary, CEO of the Veterans Guest House. Guest House is a home away from home for our veterans and their families who travel to Reno for medical care. Our house is more than just a warm bed. It's a place of camaraderie where veterans can find support and long-lasting friends. We serve veterans, men and women, young and old, Navy, Army, Marines, Coast Guard, and Air Force. Wherever they hail from and whatever their circumstance, the Veterans Guest House is ready to support them. The reason we feel so strongly about our mission is that we know that many veterans would forgo their medical treatments because they simply can't afford the accommodations. The guest house is one of a kind in the country, funded entirely through private donations. Want to know how you can help? There are many ways you can be involved, from volunteering, providing dinners, or supplying items from our wish list. Find out more about the guest house at www.veteransguesthouse.org. Serving veterans today, tomorrow, and for years to come. Call Sarasic Dental because you're worth it. They can make your smile perfect. You're gonna love your new smile. Sarasic Dental for a perfect smile. Sarasic Dental has a $125 special that includes a cleaning, x-rays, a free Sonicare toothbrush, and a free cosmetic makeover consultation. In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket, a tent, a sandbag, a doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of a hurricane, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit supporthurricanerelief.org. That's supporthurricanerelief.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. You're invited to join Business Connections with Anita every Wednesday from 10 to 11 a.m. here on 1180 a.m. KCKQ America Matters. You're listening to the King of Crocs, Boom Cut and master of ceremonies, Shane Whitecloud. Two battle buddies with a mission to share veteran news, resources, and interviews on American Warfighter Radio. Your Warfighter Radio. I'm Shane Whitecloud in this studio, and uh, Donald Stockton's joined me in here. And what was that? That was interesting. Uh, anyway, we've got uh, Donald Stockton in here filling in for Boone Cutler. Boone's... Uh, uh, having a baby right now um he's actually got it he's passing a kidney stone or at least he's trying to i don't know what that means that you know i had a doctor tell me once that if i drink a lot of beer and soak in a hot tub he said off the record if you drink a lot of beer and soak in a hot tub it'll be a lot easier for you so why don't we need that we need so, that on the record i know well that's but it was he can't 
legally tell me to drink alcohol so it was just kind of one of those things speaking of doctors we do have a doctor on the phone only she's going to tell us a little bit about some cbd we've got dr katarina lindley is did i say that correctly doc yes sir all right wonderful i could barely hear her craig can you crank her up a little bit all right so doc we've got you talking about some cbd so uh boone only told me who you were and what you were talking about he didn't give me the in-depth detail like i'm sure he gave you but i can see your pretty mug on the stream on our facebook so everybody else can see you too and you are absolutely beautiful so let's let's get into cbd let's talk about it let's uh, let's talk about why you're the one that's talking about cbd so boone and i have been working uh, about with uh, CBD because it can be used for a lot of things and in uh, especially veteran community uh, a lot of veterans use it for uh, PTSD anxiety but also there are some studies showing that uh, it can help with traumatic brain injury with sleeping issues chronic pain and uh, you know for people who are on opioids and trying to get off of opioids everyone is looking for something that's natural and CBD oil is one of those things that uh, seems to be working pretty well. There needs to be a lot more studies to see exactly how it works, but it's very promising. And uh, according to patients, they get a lot of relief. And so I've read stories about um, um, like a nine-year-old little girl who suffers from chronic epileptic seizures who lives in like Texas where it's still illegal to even have CBD products um, and her parents drive cross state lines to go to Colorado. And uh, she was, I think at the time she was having like two or 300 seizures a month. Uh, And then after taking this certain oil, it went down to like two or three a month. So, I mean, is this like a pretty common thing or is that pretty rare doc? CBD actually has indication in epilepsy, and there is a medication. Uh, actually, I wrote down the name because I can never pronounce it, and I don't use it since I do family medicine mostly. But the medication is approved by FDA for uh, epileptic disorders, and um, that's mainly for two uh, disorders that you can have uh, in infant, as an infant and kind of uh, as a child. And that those disorders are refractory to any medication. They found that this make it, the CBD does work. So a lot of people now are using it for seizures and epilepsy. And uh, the laws are very confusing. It depends on the state. Texas is one of those states where the law is not exactly clear cut, and it's really more by counties. In some counties you can have it, in some counties you cannot have it. So. Um, I like to do a lot of legislative stuff and things like that, and uh, Boone also likes to do things like that. So it's going to be something to watch and definitely try to get the uh, federal government and state governments to become a little bit more clear so that it can help patients. Because according to patients, it really helps. And a lot of them get off of these long-term opioids and anxiety medications and um I don't know much about you guys, but I know Boone quite well. And uh, I know that uh, he used to be on a lot of medications, but mm-hmm. because of his stem cell therapy and CBD and things like that, he was able to get off of a lot of those medications that he doesn't need anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of potential in this being very good for a lot of people. I can definitely say that um, it's definitely not a cure-all. 
right? I mean, that's the first approach most people take whenever it comes to CBD or even the medicinal marijuana side of things. They think of it as a cure-all. Well, if I take this, I will no longer have to take all of my medications, and that is absolutely not the case. In fact, you can do some pretty serious harm if you just jump into something like that. Yeah, you don't want to just cold turkey off all your medications and try this, but it could eventually be something that could become a more healthy, natural alternative to maybe some of the medications that you're taking. Uh, of course, I'm not a doctor. You are. So I'm, I'm just guessing here um, with that. But that's that's the route that I think I'm going with. It. And Donald, you had something. So uh, and not to get too weedy into it, um, I'm trying <laughs> to be uh, a, a like informed consumer when it comes to this stuff. So I've been doing research for a long time. Uh, and for some folks with certain circumstances with employment and things like that, they're going to try to avoid anything with THC in it because they'll, they'll pop hot on drug tests and they're no longer going to be employable. Um, but what I've discovered through my research is the difference between, you know, CBD isolates and C- full-spectrum CBD and understanding the difference there and the benefits between each type of isolate or these different types of um, kind of full-spectrum combinations of CBD, THC, all of that type of stuff. Do, mm-hmm. do you have any insight on that? Well, first of all, I agree with a previous statement saying, stating that we still have to take the medications. I'm a family doctor and I'm a traditional family doctor. I firmly believe in taking medications. I'm even, even one of those people who actually believes in vaccination. And I don't go there. Uh, but I agree that uh, in some patients, the CBD can be used um, as another thing that helps, especially like if you, you're having trouble sleeping or you're having chronic you know, knee pain or something, there's CBD creams and things like that. So medications always, uh, I'm firm believer in that. Second of all, uh, the CBD is actually derived from hemp and the farm bill actually, uh, the 2018 farm bill allows uh, hemp to be uh, across the state lines and all that. The CBD part is a little bit different. So as long as uh, there is less than 0.3% of THC in the CBD, it's considered to be safe and it's not considered to uh, be illegal, let's say it, although I hate that word. But uh, uh, anything above 0.3 is regulated uh, by the FDA and things like that. So can can it show up in the drug testing? If it's true, CBD oil that's less than 0.3%, it should not. Um, I haven't had, I haven't tested anyone, so I can't tell you truly how sensitive the test actually is. But if, if it's prescribed by a physician and things like that, a lot of uh, employment and um, employers will take that in account because you do have prescription for it. And um, if you disclose things, usually it's not a problem. And less than 0.3%. Three percent of THC is not considered uh, using uh, drugs illegally or whatever. Right, and am I right? Am I correct to assume that you're not actually? Are you here in the U.S.? I am. I'm in Texas, and I, I, I'm from Croatia originally. So I have an accent. You're in Texas. That is absolutely amazing. So that that's just not. That's kind of ironic that I brought that up earlier. My father is in Texas right now, right, and so he's. Um, he's been diagnosed with cancer and he's also a veteran as well. And, you know, of course the first immediate response is to put him on chemotherapy and and radiation treatment, things like that. Um, and, uh, uh, he's actually probably the most, uh, straight laced person I've ever met in my entire life. And he's actually considering moving 
from Texas just so that he can experiment uh, with all the news stories and everything saying that, you know, medicinal marijuana would actually bring him some form of relief. Uh, and, I, and I can understand. I mean, he went down to, I think, 97 pounds the last time I saw him, which is he used to be almost as big as you, Don. So I, I can only imagine, you know, losing that, which I mean, whenever I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, I went from 163 to 127. Uh, now I'm in remission, uh, and I have been for a, a while now. I haven't been to the hospital um, for for any Crohn's-related symptoms in probably four years now. Uh, and But I'm at 196 pounds, and that's the most I've ever weighed in my life, you know. Um, but I can say that early on uh, in whenever I was diagnosed with Crohn's in 2012, there were a lot of studies being done between 2012-2014 that said CBD – uh, and, and, you know, medical could assist with certain symptoms of Crohn's disease. And uh, so I tried, you know, I gave it a year. Um, and I, I can honestly say that there are some things that it did help with. Um, but I'm also that guy that says, if I don't need it, then I won't take it. So I tried it for a year. It got me where I needed to be. And then I stopped. Um, and uh, thankfully, it's not like pharmaceutical grade uh, m medications where whenever you just decide to stop, it's not going to mess you up even worse. Mm -hmm. So, so doc, uh, uh, we've got about a minute 30 left until we go to a commercial break and then we're going to come back with you, um, right after the break and stuff. Cause I do want to talk some more about this. Um, but, uh, in, in your professional opinion, uh, CBD is definitely a way to go. I kind of lost you. Oh, think of your question. That's all right. My wife says the same thing every day. She kind of <laughs> lost me. Um, no, I, I guess the question is, is that um, you know, would you recommend CBD as, as like pretty much for everything, or would you say that there are certain things that people should concentrate on whenever uh, utilizing CBD? And what forms of CBD would you recommend? Uh, ingestible or you know, topical things like that. It, it depends what you have, but uh, if you look at the research that's been done so far, there's two receptors, uh, CBD, it's like CB1 and CB2. CB1 is found more in the brain, CB2 is found more peripherally. They found that um, the CB1 works really well um, for like in anxiety, PTSD. There's some new studies on traumatic brain injury, uh, insomnia, smoking cessation, because the CBD enhances the CB1 and 2 receptors. So it allows the actual uh, endocannabinoid system to work in the body. So it's found to work really well on those type of uh, illnesses, including including like psychosis and schizophrenia. All right, Doc, now, hold on uh, to that thought for just a second. We're going to have to come back to you right after the commercial break because we do got to jump into this. But stick to that thought. Don't lose it. We're going to come right back at Shane Whitecloud on American Warfighter Radio. Businesses, writers, check this out. Go to LRPNV.com to get your printing, publishing, and professional services today. Need a virtual office? A place to receive and forward your mail with professional address and suite number for your business? Someone to answer your telephones? Want to rent a conference room for only $15 an hour? What about that book you've been wanting to have printed? LRP Printing and Business Center can do it for you. And they have a professional assistant on-site daily, Monday through Friday. Just
just call 775-356-1004. Need copies, business cards, invoices, books, booklets, or graphic design to help brand you or your business? Just call 775-356-1004 or go to lrpnv.com. With a great selection of new and used books, you can get your printing done and a book to entertain you in your time off. And don't forget, you could have your business sponsoring the Bookhound Radio Show, just like Andrew Martoni, author of Little Man on the Map, does every week. Just go to lrpnv.com. That's lrpnv.com or call 775-356-1004. They'll provide solutions for your business and writing projects. Gimme, gimme candy. Give me, give me, gimme candy. Gimme candy, USA. Gimme candy, sunburst, chocolate rocks, salted caramel pretzel bites, dark chocolate espressos, chocolate pistachios, gimme candy coated almonds, hot rocks, and Nevada rocks. Gimme candy, everyone loves gimme candy. Get gimme at 7-Elevens, Reno, Incline Village, Truckee, Sparks, Sun Valley, and Carson City. Gimme, gimme candy. Thanks for a great year. Visit gimme candy, 405 Edison Way, Reno. Gimme candy in 7-Eleven. Gimme, gimme candy. Well, Jason, I've got to tell you, you're pretty much everything this company is looking for in an entry-level candidate. Great. Your resume isn't quite what we're used to, but you've got a fantastic work ethic. Thank you. And I'm impressed by how you carry yourself. So, should we talk about the job? What? The job? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I have no way of recruiting or even meeting you. This interview didn't happen. It may sound ridiculous, and that's because it kind of is. There's a huge pool of talent your company is missing out on. Meet the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Man, we really could have used him. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Hey, this is Reba McIntyre, and I wanted to talk to you about a serious problem right here in our own backyard. Did you know that there are nearly 16 million kids struggling with hunger in America? That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food, engaging their communities in solving hunger and giving hope to hungry kids and their families. But they need your help. Support Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hi, everybody. This is Sharon Oran with Coffee with Sharon. Remember, Thursday, 5 p.m., I'll be here. Will you? Brought to you in part by Michael's Reno Power Sports. The military has language all its own, made entirely of acronyms and abbreviations, such as Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. You're listening to American Warfighter Radio with two bands. Boone Cutler, Shane Whitecloud. Oh, that's badass mother for those of you that didn't know. Yeah. Did you know that? Did you know what BAMF was? I did. You started laughing as soon as he said it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny whenever you hear a civilian say BAMF because you're like, do you really? You know. (laughs) Well, I was just asking, oh, that dude's a BAMF. And I go, is he? Is he really? Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) There you go. All right. On the phone, we got, uh, uh, well, one heck of a doctor here that's talking about CBD. Boone uh, has a passion towards the medicinal properties of CBD and how it's helped him. So uh, we reached out to one of the experts, and she's actually coming at us live from Texas. That feels funny. It's like I'm saying something from the news. Coming at us live. But uh, if you're watching our Facebook feed, you can see her pretty mug on there with us as well. And joining me in the studio is, is Donald Stockton. He was nice enough to say, yeah, I'll come fill in for Boone. 
Um, he even had the glasses on there for a little bit. Uh, and, and by the way, I don't know what this means, Donald, but uh, Ryan says you can still hold things up over your head. I have no idea what that means. Well, that's true. I, I did get picked up for the uh, American Iron Gym workout program, oh, yeah. so I definitely did, am, been, am lifting things. Not much over my head. Yeah, but, but watching you work out is like watching a Jane Fonda video from the 1980s. It's interesting. What? Uh, I don't do anything with my hips like that, so I don't know. <laughs> you not don't sure think you, you do. <laughs> All right. Doc, so you, right before we went to commercial break, you were talking about the difference between CBD1 and CBD2, so I'm going to go ahead and let you elaborate on that and take over again. So what I was trying to say is that um, the CBD works on 1 and 2, and 1 is found in the brain, the receptor, and the receptor CBD, CB2 is found peripherally. Patients who have uh, chronic pain, who have uh, uh, inflammatory pain in their knees, shoulder, and things like that, they do well with CBD creams, and they found lots of relief. Uh, so CBD can be used in, like we talked about, anxiety, uh, depression to a certain extent, insomnia, traumatic brain injury, schizophrenia, smoking cessation, but also in pain. And uh, a lot of patients who are coming off of... Uh, long-term opioid use, I found that CBD oil actually does help them. But like you also mentioned before, you know, you don't just stop all the medicine. You have to follow what your doctor tells you. And if you feel like you want to wean yourself off of some of the things and try a CBD oil to see if it helps, I think it's definitely a good option. Yeah, and I think there's a big confusion too because when people hear the word CBD, it's still such a new thing. They Immediately they think marijuana. Right. And it's actually different. It's it's you know, I mean, they remove probably not all of it, but the majority of the THC content from the CBD and uh, CBD is actually cannabidiol. Is that how do you pronounce that, Doc? Is it so, ca- cannabidiol? It's a, no, it's cannabinoid. Okay. Now, now you got me all confused, but it's cannabidiol. <laughs> Yes. There we go. Oh, I said it right. Oh, that never happens. Somebody call my wife. All right. So, so the CBD is actually extracted from the same plant, but it's, it's not, it doesn't maintain the THC content. And, and, um, let's see, they say all 50 states have laws legalizing CBD within varying degrees of restriction. So, it looks like this is moving forward in a much more progressive approach, especially, I mean, you're, you're an actual doctor, doctor. You're not like, you're not one of those guys that you Skype in and you get your medical marijuana card from through Skype that lives in California in the Emerald Forest. You're an actual family practitioner in Texas. Is that right? Yes, but we don't allow medicinal um, marijuana here in Texas. Right. And, uh, you know, and even CBD oil actually it's, uh, right now it's very difficult because I think I mentioned to you before it's kind of county by county right. so in certain counties if you're caught with it you can actually uh, go to jail so I think uh, one of the things that would be imperative is to get more direction uh, federally from it and then state by state Right. Because every state, every, I don't know if you guys remember the story of our grandma being uh, arrested. I, I believe it was, I don't know, Disneyland or Disney World. I think it was Florida, so it would be Disney World. Huh. But she got arrested because she had a CBD oil compound. In Florida? That's insane. <laughs> like, I, there are people that, 
hike over with worse things than that. I can't a grandma, you know. That's uh that's pretty intense. Um did we are you still there, Doc? I think she froze. Like her expression literally froze on the screen. Yeah, there's a poor network connection on her end, so it's trying to reconnect with her now. Oh, it says live video interrupted on our side too. That's weird. All right, so Facebook's back at it again. So we're just gonna keep on going. Uh, So I will tell you this: whenever that gets down to about 55 seconds, we're done. So instead of zero on that one, on the very last one. So uh, anyway, interesting discussion about CBD. Yeah, there's there's so much going on with that science wise, and and obviously so much more to be done because there the research has been just restricted. So we'd we'd like to see. I'd like to see. I'm always curious to see what what is possible with that. Um, something that's just kind of been held up for a really long time, about a century. It's basically at this point. Um, I'm very curious to know if we ever get um, the doc back. If if using if there's like a positive correlation between CBD and autism. Um, that's actually a really good call. And somebody else actually, Oh, if you can't wait, is that, that your is, wife? That is my wife. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> my yeah, wife you're... just happens to be an RN and a school nurse. So she, that's she's absolutely got, amazing. And so. my son has been, um, diagnosed with a, a social communication disorder that falls in the spectrum. That's so. right. I forgot your son um, does, has been diagnosed with this. He's an awesome kid. Yeah. Um, and he's not your standard, uh, kid that would, you would consider having autism either. And, uh, um, well, he doesn't have all the visible signs, things like that. Uh, uh, I, he he can it sometimes. Yeah. But but at the same time, he's also the sweetest kid, and he's got such a big smile, and he loves big hugs. So that's not ne- not not necessarily typical of of uh, the stereotypical uh, autistic mm-hmm. you know expression. So um, we would definitely love to see if there are actual positive results with that because. Uh, he uh, he's very functional. He he does a lot of great things, and he's he's really smart. But uh, you know, we want to give him every leg up. You know. Yeah, I don't. I mean, in especially whenever it's your own child. But uh, I think if it's if there's not any harm coming from it, and it's helping, then why not? Right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I'm definitely not a doctor, so you can't take that to the bank for you. Um, Craig, are we still having issues with the the feed? Totally. Are we good? We're good. You just have to refresh your screen. Got it. Okay. So, and is she back? Is the doc back? No, uh, says she's not online now. Okay. I think we lost the doc. Um, well, we'll just have to see if we can't make that a question because I know that that's something that Boone could answer as well um, because he's got a lot of of information whenever it comes to that stuff. Um, but uh, I'm interested in seeing how it's being incorporated into uh, medical practices now because mm-hmm. in, all in all, it's still being frowned upon, right? I mean. Yeah. But uh, there are more and more doctors that are stepping forward going, hey, there's nothing wrong with this, and it actually provides some layer of, of relief or assistance, then why not? I have mm-hmm. a um, – you were talking about autism. I have a very close friend, Shannon. Uh, her daughter is autistic, and I don't know what the spectrums are or anything like that. I just know that uh, uh, you can tell, right? I don't know how else to say that. You can tell she has autism. And, but uh, she's a beautiful young lady. Um, and I know the amount of work that Shannon's put into trying to help her. And I can only imagine maybe how much this might help even her own child. So, uh, my heart goes out to, to anybody, especially, um, with a child. Absolutely. And it, and then it, it, that also comes, reminds me of like delivery method, you know, right. if we, and the amount of time we got left, you've got people that you can take gummies, you can take 
tincture tinctures under your tongue. You can do the vaping. You can do uh, capsules. You can do all of that. But my rudimentary understanding of how your GI tract works, it's going to change some of the properties of the things you ingest. So how does that affect the effectiveness of the, of the stuff? And, right. and how does all that work? And I, I, I will actually tell you this. True story. Um, I was one of the first people in Reno to get the medical card back whenever they first came out because oh, yeah. I said oh, I'm going to try this for a year and if it helps then awesome if not then awesome um, no harm no foul um, first thing I did I felt wrong going into the uh, dispensary <laughs> right it felt wrong I felt like I was going to get in trouble like I was going to come out and just get slapped to the ground uh, and it was like I'll take one of those two of those three of those and one of those right I was instantly I was like I'm, I'm a kid in a candy store literally uh, and so I got some uh, one of the things I got were the gummies I was told oh yeah just you know get the gummies and they were small they looked like little gumdrops um, and I remember uh, I'm looking at them and I'm like oh that looks good you know it's just a little little gumdrop looking thing and I ate the whole thing and about 20 minutes later I was hating my life. I, I remember, I think I was, I mean, in a good way, but I, I think I was literally stoned for almost 11 hours from that one. And now keep in mind, I hadn't messed with it in years. I'm Shane Whitecloud, and this has been American Warfighter Radio in the studio with me, Donald Stockton. been an amazing show. Catch it on iTunes tomorrow uh, for free. Make sure you subscribe there. And uh, thanks for tuning in. This is American Warfighter Radio. Y'all take care. Now let's set the record straight. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war. But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. This is Sparta! You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. What is your major malfunction? We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Army training, sir! I love the smell of napalm in the morning. You can't handle the truth. Good night, ladies.